Hi, welcome to Saturday Soup for the Sister Soul on Sunday. Yesterday, I just didn't have the headspace to make the podcast. And at the end of a long working week on Friday, I just gave myself a break, you know? So forgive me if you were expecting the podcast to land yesterday. I apologize for if in any way you felt disappointed or let down by my actions. And here's where I'd ask you for your forgiveness. Our self-care is really so fundamentally important that it seems more important to me that I show up real, honest and practice (laughs) what I preach. So, I had such a productive day yesterday as well. But I just didn't get to the podcast. So, remembering again our purpose together, the reason for this conversation is soothe, heal, inspire, nurture and elevate ourselves and each other. So I invite you to notice what are the ways in which you soothe. What practices do you have that help you to heal? Have you noticed inspiration this week? What has been inspirational to you? Who has been inspirational to you? What have you done that's inspired yourself? At the times this week when you've needed nurturing, have you been able to find it? And have you had the courage to nurture yourself? And elevating. Who have you elevated this week? And in what ways have you experienced yourself being elevated? A wonderful thing happened this week. On Dragon's Den. A wonderful, wonderful sister. A queen who I know is a poet, actually. I know her as a wonderful poet, such a lyrical, brilliant, brilliantly lyrical artist. Uh, Kameez was on Dragon's Den. And she was presenting for £50,000 for a stake in her business to these dragons. And I watched this queen standing before all of these business people who were lauded and highly esteemed in their field. And I watched my sister standing, telling her story articulately, boldly, courageously. I mean, she was polished in her presentation and it was beautiful to see. And she was also real, her heart was really visible and with her. And one by one in a dramatic way as you know, editing does create that. 
the dragons back down. And I was watching her and I was thinking, never mind the business. Like you've got to, you've got to buy into this sister because how she is showing up right now is phenomenal. Like you would buy into her. She developed her business for Afro and Kaylee hair products by herself from zero. And she'd reached a place where actually she could see such a gap in the market. And I know that she's absolutely, absolutely accurate in her perception that there's space and growth given just thinking about the growth of curly-haired people, brown-skinned people, dual-heritage people in the UK and across Europe and in America, you know? And there are so many people who have got no clue how to take care of our hair. And here is this sister with products that are just like organic, natural. Nyla, Nyla the products are called, named after her daughter. Phenomenal. Anyway, the last dragon... The last dragon said, I believe in you. I know nothing about your product, but I believe in you. Oh, man. My heart, my eyes watered. It was an elevating and inspiring moment. So, yeah, I want to salute my sister right here because... With boldness and courage, she stepped into the dragon's den and she secured her win. And it's been beautiful to see the response on social media, on my uh, links and what have you. Just seeing people celebrate her and seeing the already increased demand for her product, which was going to happen anyway. And I wanted to acknowledge that right here because it's something that happened this week that actually I felt a lift in my heart and juxtaposed with the images from America and the videos from the Derek Chauvin trial for the murder of George Floyd, which has has this depressing darkness to it. This was like a blazing fire of light that my heart could get right around and celebrate. So I just loved it. It was a real point of light this week. And what an adventure my sister is on. What an adventure. So I'm grateful, grateful to all the spirit, the energy, the life that brought us to this point, this moment. Grateful to be able to witness. I love witnessing. That's one of the reasons why I coach and counsel because I love witnessing people I love witnessing people change and I love witnessing the lights going on in people's eyes or as they see something in a brand new way for themselves 
And yesterday, in one of my coaching calls, I had this really fascinating, fascinating conversation with a guy who is so, so intelligent, so articulate, so capable of experiencing a whole heap of success in his life. And yet, seems to be caught up in thinking. It's low quality thinking about himself. So this is really, really common. That we can have the external trappings and appearance of success, but in our inner world we are hating on ourselves, down on ourselves, and living from that place. So what is living from that place like? Well, if your fundamental position is that you are less than people outside of you, so less than, your fundamental position is one of less than, I'm not okay. And the other people in the world, they're okay. Or if your position is, I'm not okay, and the world is not okay, and we're caught up in you can see how that might play out now it's clear that nobody was born with the idea of them not being okay that is a learned belief and how is it learned well it's learned through how our very first caregivers treat us. It's learned through neglect. It's learned through abuse. It's learned through indifference. It's learned through being treated as if you don't matter. On the other side of that, I'm okay is learned, encouraged, reinforced by our experience of our caregivers too. So through the socialization and education and through this media and social media and our friends and families and traditions, we are taught whether we are okay or not. We are taught whether our needs are okay to have or not. And we are taught whether our needs can be met or not. When we learn to discount our needs, we can consider that a self-abandoning process. How do I abandon myself? I disregard my own needs. I treat my needs as insignificant, as not important. And so there is a reinforcing loop of my needs are not important and I'm not okay in the world. And you can see how that shows up for people in terms of low self-esteem, low self-worth, maybe being um, 
taking risks with their life and their health and their well-being and engaging in toxic relationship and maybe not even recognising that it's toxic. One of the things that happens to so many people, particularly overachievers, is that on the inside, they're neglected. And their overachievement is a way of hiding behind. Their overachievement is a way of being super useful in the world or being super significant in the world. That's not to say we don't have a need for significance. I'm really pointing to overwork. I'm really pointing to as the drive to excel, as a way of covering up. that we don't feel good about ourselves. So then, the question is, do you recognise yourself as somebody who does too much? As somebody who overworks or keeps themselves busy to avoid spending time with yourself? Are you a sister who loves too much, who does too much and calls it love? Who takes care of other people's needs and neglects their own? Perhaps that's a pattern that you've gotten into. Perhaps you're replaying your very early messages. Well, One of the beautiful things that life gives us is the opportunity to choose again. To notice the thought that we have about ourselves. And we can question it. I love the work by Byron Katie. She has four questions. It's called The Work. The process is so simple and I found it really helpful when I've caught myself in a pattern of thinking that hasn't helped me in that moment. And so very simply, here's the work. Four questions. Questioning the thought. First one is simply this. Is it true? Is it true that I'm not okay? You might have a ton of evidence that says, yes, yes, it's absolutely true. Can you be sure? Can you be 100% sure that it's true? That you're not okay? Now, if you're somebody who is invested in taking care of other people's needs and overworking and doing too much then you might consider then okay so my okayness is coming from what I do for other people so then it's not true that I'm not okay it's like oh and then who would you be without the thought that you're not okay. 
Like, who would you be in that moment when that thought is arising for you? Well, if you notice the feeling on the end of the thought, I'm not okay. It's a thought that carries fear and it carries pain and hurt and sadness. So, without the thought that I'm not okay, I wouldn't have the feelings of fear and sadness. You can see where this is going, right? (laughs) And if you turned that thought around, simply taking the opposite thought, I am okay. And then you look for evidence of that. And you might question the thought, I am only okay when I'm showing up and doing things for other people. Is it true that you're only okay when you're doing stuff for other people and you're making yourself of use in other people's lives? Is that true? Can you be sure that it's true? You can slow down and consider what does it feel like? What's the emotion on the end of the thought? I'm only okay when I'm of use to other people. You know, when I think that thought in my own head as I say it, I'm like, wow, that feels exhausting. (laughs) It feels like, oh my gosh, if I believed that, that would be tiring. I would be tired thinking that thought because I would imagine all of the things that I would have to do for other people and how much I'd have to be available. Who would you be without the thought that your volcanus is dependent upon being of use to others? Maybe you'd feel a freedom. Maybe you'd feel a lightness, an ease, a peace with yourself. And what might be a turnaround thought? Well, we could remove the only. And begin with, I'm always okay. We could move to the opposite I am okay even when I'm not doing anything and how about this I am enough the work is very simple and yet profound and I think that's so true in life sometimes when we burden ourselves with doing for other people we build up feelings of frustration and resentment and one of the ways that we can step away from that is by appreciating that we are enough already 
that our enoughness, that our okayness isn't dependent upon our doing. But there's something fundamental about our being that is okay. Because we are part of a universe that is okay. That works, that has a balance and an order even in its chaos. And so, this week I have a cause to remember this prayer from A Course in Miracles. And it says this, where would you have me go? What would you have me do? What would you have me say and to whom? Now, you might believe in a higher power. You might believe in God. You might believe in the ancestors. And you can ask your ancestors, where would you have me go? What would you have me do? And what would you have me say and to whom? You may ask the universe. You may ask God. And be in service of something greater than Notice how that lands or doesn't for you. I've signed up to a new adventure this week. It's an introduction to Buddhism and I've been quite fascinated with it for, oh my gosh, over 20 years now, so... One of my favourite, favourite practices is to sit down and follow a mantra meditation. It kind of gives my busy mind something to do. And so I experience a real peace underneath that. And that really does come from the Buddhist tradition. So I'm... Setting sail on a new adventure. Curious, curious, wide open. Looking forward to that journey. And you know, it's so spacious to give yourself permission, to give myself permission to embark on a new adventure and who knows what I might find. And I encourage you to embark upon an adventure, to give yourself permission to follow those things that call you. Because you are worthy and always have been worthy. Give yourself full permission to take a break when you need to take a break. Give yourself full permission to have fun and enjoy your life. Because every time somebody passes away who is of significance, it reminds me that this life is short. And that every one of us has purpose and significance in the world. 
and it seems to me like the more permission you give yourself to be in alignment with those deeper callings and the truth of your fundamental okayness, the more able you are to express you, your unique fingerprint. It's a good example for me, it's a good metaphor of what happens when we let go of the busyness of being and doing and trying to make ourselves okay. When actually our uniqueness is already taken care of. The universe has already gifted us that. And we can remember that we were born without any sense of not being okay. Underneath all of our learning, underneath all of our conditioning, that okayness is still there hasn't gone away I love how Deb Dana talks about coming home coming home to peace and compassion and creativity and clarity coming home to curiosity and wide eyes open open hearted safety And this surely, for so many of us, is a process of undoing and becoming familiar with ourselves and comfortable in our skin. And there are so many ways and processes that you can go through to come home to yourself, to come home to your okayness. understanding that the power of thought the energy that we have to shape our experiences is such a gift and that we've learned to use it against ourselves and we can learn to stop doing that and we can begin to live not being addicted to those self-harming self-destructive self-critical thoughts those conditioned thoughts where we make our okayness, conditional we can step back from that over and over again and what happens when we do I think every time we do it we're free to embrace more adventure free 
to embrace more possibilities. We're free to discover that there's more beyond the limits of our current thinking. There's more beyond the current state of being. There's more beyond and there's no end to the gift of awareness. It truly is the gift that gives again and again and again. So, have a great week. Whatever life calls you to this week, you are up to it. You've got enough for it. And you are always, always okay. Thank you.